0: They can't handle the
1: truth. War Room, Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon.
2: Welcome back to the War Room. It's May 3rd, year of our Lord, 2023. Not quite Stephen K. Bannon. You got Natalie Winters sitting in for the remainder of today's programming, but don't go anywhere. We have a very packed show, including some breaking news, and we should have the one and only Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene joining us shortly to talk about the bombshell news you've probably heard, which has to do with then-Vice President Joe Biden, foreign national corruption, some good old-fashioned pay-to-play politics if you ever look at the news cycle and the crazy policies coming out of the Biden regime and you think it's almost like the Chinese Communist Party is writing it for themselves. Or maybe Ukraine It's another good contender. Well, with some very, very interesting documents that have been obtained, or at least there's been a letter coming from the Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer and the Senate Budget Committee ranking member, Senator Chuck Grassley, uh, writing to Attorney General Merrick Garland and FBI Director director Christopher Wray, uh, they believe that there exists a form, an unclassified document that shows, and this is a direct quote from that letter, a criminal scheme involving then-Vice President Joe Biden and a foreign national relating to the exchange of money for policy decisions. Well, joining to discuss this and more until we have Representative MTG joining us, we got the one and only Mike Davis, lawyer extraordinaire. Uh, Can you sort of react to what we we have going on here break it down and talk about what seems to be the FBI and the DOJ running cover yet again this seems like time 1000 1001 uh, running cover for the Biden family
3: yeah so my former boss Chuck Grassley as you said is working with James Comer in the house and they have a whistleblower uh, who has come to them and said that there is a document at the FBI there's an interview uh, it's a document uh, summarizing an interview where someone is alleging specifically that then Vice President Joe Biden had a bribery scheme with a foreign national, where this foreign national apparently paid Biden in exchange for uh, in exchange for uh, policy uh, outcomes uh, that that Biden helped deliver for this foreign national. So, if this is true. This is going to be the end of the Biden presidency. I don't know how he can stay in office if they have if this evidence comes to fruition.
2: Indeed, I I joked. I was sort of laughing with Joe Biden, even though they say foreign national, there are so many countries that could potentially qualify because we know Hunter Biden through the hard drive from hell, but even publicly available information that that family has pursued business deals across really the entire world, Ukraine, Russia, China, Iraq. I don't think there's a country that they they haven't touched and and tried to corrupt. Um, But I'm just curious, like you said, you used to work uh, for Senator Grassley. We've obviously seen a lot of documents and subpoenas and letters on the fancy letterheads coming out of the House GOP. This is interesting because you see the Senate Uh, and the House coming together on this one. Um, But I think there's probably a bit of fatigue in the war room audience because it seems like every day there's a new story, there's a new bombshell, there's some new document that's going to be obtained. This is it, right? This is finally the one that's going to get the Biden regime, the Biden crime family, and expose them for what they are. Do you think that this document, this story... Has the potential to actually be that final nail in the coffin, or do you think it's just more boiler play from House Oversight, which, as in the past, you, you have been a critic of not, you know, firing on all cylinders, as Steve would say?
3: No, I, I mean, if the, look, I worked for Grassley. He's been the king of oversight for decades. He, in his letter, it's actually quite understated. Grassley is... Uh, very thorough, he's very methodical, he's very careful, and he's very dogged. And so if if this whistleblower's allegations are true, that there is uh, evidence that then Vice President Joe Biden took bribes from, from a foreign national and delivered, uh, sold out American policy in exchange for these bribes, I don't see how President Biden can stay in office. That would mean that not only is he clearly compromised, but he it has actively worked Against the United States on behalf of a foreign national because he wanted to line his own pockets. Now again, this is just one whistleblower coming forward, uh, so we have to make we have to make sure that this evidence actually pans out. But if this evidence pans out, Bo- Joe Biden cannot stay in office. There's no way.
2: Of course, and I think the buried lead of that letter is that. It's not former Vice President Joe Biden. This corruption, this pay-for-play politics happened at the time in which he was vice president, which is when a lot of these business deals, I'm sure people remember when Hunter Biden infamously flew on Air Force Two to China in less than, what was it, two weeks? I don't even think it was a full two weeks after the Chinese Communist Party-linked, if not owned, Bank of China plows, you know, $1.5 billion into a joint venture of which he was one of the managing directors of. No conspiracies, only coincidences, but that might be a little too convenient. But I want to talk about what else we have going on uh, over at the Hill. You've been talking about how the House Judiciary Committee has been going after trainings uh, for U.S. marshals who basically stood stood back and stood by uh, when it came to protesters harassing conservative Supreme Court justices over their stance on abortion. It seems like there may have been some premeditation or some concerted efforts to make sure that these far-left radical nutjob protesters uh, were allowed to to do their thing in front of these these houses and, and really wreak havoc uh, in the suburbs of Virginia. Uh, can you sort of break down what's going on there at, at uh, Judiciary?
3: Yeah, it seems pretty clear that Attorney General Merrick Garland and the Biden Justice Department had a stand-down order for these U.S. Marshals, and so they could not make arrests of people who were illegally harassing and intimidating Supreme Court justices and their families outside of their homes. You do not have a First Amendment right in this country to to protest outside of uh, anyone's house. You can't target a house under the First Amendment. The Supreme Court decided that many decades ago, like 60 years ago, and it is a, uh, you don't have a First Amendment right to obstruct justice. It is obstruction of justice under 18 usc 1507 to protest outside of a judge's home for the purpose of trying to influence their decision on a case and that's exactly what they were doing while this dobbs decision was pending before the supreme court and it's illegal what they're doing and the biden justice department had a stand-down order apparently with the u.s marshals where they couldn't actually do their job and remember this almost certainly led to the 1 a.m. assassination attempt against brett kavanaugh his wife ashley and their two teenage daughters because these u.s marshals could not follow this guy who was lurking outside of justice kavanaugh's home and the guy ended up going going behind justice kavanaugh's home because probably because of the stand-down order the the u.s marshals couldn't couldn't tail this guy and so This is a dangerous game that the Biden Justice Department is playing. And actually, it came from the Biden White House as well, because Jen Psaki from the White House podium uh, encouraged these protests, said said that they had a First Amendment right to go protest these judges, which they absolutely do not have the right to do. Remember, Judge Esther Salas, a Democrat-appointed judge, had her 20-year-old son Daniel murdered and her husband, Mark, seriously wounded because wow. uh, someone doxed their home and a deranged gunman showed up to their home. This is a deadly game. We had Supreme Court justices and their families. They had to be moved to safe houses during this because they were getting so many threats. And these protests, these illegal obstruction of justice campaigns continue to go on even today. And Merrick Garland is not doing anything about it.
2: That's the tolerant left for you. Mike, thank you so much for joining us. I think we have Representative MTG joining us right after we have a clip we want to play. But, Mike, before I let you go, where can people find you and follow you and stay up to date on what you're working on?
3: Thank you, Natalie. It's Article3Project.org, Article3Project.org, at Article3Project, at Article3Project, on Getter, Twitter, Truth, and my personal is at M R D D M I A M R D D M I N. Thank you again.
2: Thanks so much. All right. If we can play, I think we have a clip, a bit of an emergency press briefing because that is where we are. We are in the 11th hour. We may have evidence. At least from a whistleblower, they claim that Joe Biden, like we were previously discussing with Mike, is engaged directly in pay for play politics with a foreign national while he was vice president. Couldn't even wait until he got out of office to do it, though. We know Hunter Biden took no issue with waiting uh, to make sure his business deals benefited himself and his family over the American people. But if we can play that clip of MTG talking about this breaking news, we'll play it for a little bit and then we have her live to break down what she's talking about. Hi everyone.
4: I wanted to come on here and give you some breaking news. Uh, This just came out a few minutes ago on the oversight committee. Our chairman, Jamie Comer, along with Senator Chuck Grassley has joined together and written a letter. We are issuing a subpoena to the FBI director, Christopher Wray. And the reason why this is extremely important, it is because there's a whistleblower that has come forward with very credible information that we need uh, Christopher Ray's cooperation with. And this information involves something that many people have known for a very long time in Washington, DC. And that is of Joe Biden and his family members, extremely corrupt financial transactions with foreign countries and foreign nationals. Well, what we are asking for uh, and have subpoenaed from the FBI director, Christopher Ray. Is a certain document, and the document is called an FD 1023. This is an unclassified form, and this is a form that the FBI has in its possession with proof um, uh, and information that Joe Biden, as vice president of the United States, actually interacted with a foreign national and made a deal with a foreign national in exchange for money. And the deal that he made was to make decisions as the Vice President of the United States on foreign policy and he received payment for it. This is These are crimes that are unspeakable um, in, in this time in our history, but they're crimes that many of us have suspected. I want to remind you, I introduced articles of impeachment against Joe Biden on his inauguration day in January 2021 Um, on on January 21st, 2021. The reason why I did so is we had credible proof and evidence and witnesses um, of the Biden's families, uh, uh, unbelievable corruption with Burisma in Ukraine, and our investigations on the oversight committee uh, with the hard work with Chairman Comer, um, the hard work of our staff and our members on the oversight committee, we have seen very credible evidence of proof of these unbelievable crimes. I mean, what a treachery and betrayal by Joe Biden when he was vice president and now he's president of the United States. And you can see that our country is truly suffering the consequences of his, act, of his actions. Um, it's, it's my belief that what we will prove on the Oversight Committee through the hard work of our chairman, our staff, and our members, is that we will be proving that Joe Biden must be impeached um, because, because of his crimes, because of how his family has been involved in what appears to be true money laundering, um, in real pay-to-play, uh, actually transactions.
2: Financial wow! Tra- I think I think we have representative. MTG joining us. You know, we should have listened to Hunter Biden when he was speaking in a pre-recorded clip during the DNC, and he said, everything we do, we do as a family. I guess that uh, works with money laundering and corruption, too. Uh, mtg thank you so much for joining us it's an honor to be with you uh if you can sort of walk us through what you were just speaking about in that clip and what really differentiates this whistleblower this whole situation um as opposed to some of the other instances that we've had people come forward and really i would say indict or at least uh implicate the biden family and all all the family members uh in a lot of these corrupt business dealings what is unique about this case
4: Well, this is where we are finding true proof, linking Joe Biden, uh, exchanging money to make real policy decisions uh, on behalf of the United States. It's pay to play. This is a true crime. And this was Joe Biden when he was vice president of the United States. Let me go a little bit further. This is something everyone needs to understand. January 2021 of that, that month on Inauguration Day, I introduced articles of impeachment on Joe Biden because we knew we had direct proof from the from the laptop. We knew about Burisma. We knew what Tony Bobulinski had told us. We knew about all these crimes. We knew they existed. I introduced articles of impeachment on Joe Biden. But now on the Oversight, oversight Committee, because we have real subpoena power, we have the power to investigate. And we have have the power to do what we're doing now. We are calling Christopher Wray, the director of the FBI, to come before the Oversight Committee and bring with him a form, FD-1023. It's unclassified right now, but I bet you pretty soon it'll be classified. And that form shows the proof that Joe Biden took a money payment from a foreign national in exchange for policy decisions while he was vice president of the United States. This means that Joe Biden will be impeached. And this is the evidence that we've under, we, have cut, we have found out undercovered in only a few months. A few months' time we were able to do this. Thank God for the American people that voted to put Republicans in the majority and give us the gavel so that we could have subpoena power to go after the, the Biden crime family and everything they have done to, to sell out this country.
2: It's a smoking gun. and I'm just curious, you know, because the Biden family has been engaged in business deals with basically every country under the sun. Right. It could be Ukraine, Russia, China, Iraq. Who knows? And if you're talking about not just Joe Biden, but the entire family, you just, I mean, increase the number of countries that they've done business with exponentially. Do we have any mm-hmm. idea in terms of the time frame of this business deal, what country they were dealing with? My money's on China, maybe Ukraine, since they've gotten a pretty favorable treatment from the Biden regime as of late. But do we have any kind of insight into what exactly this deal, this pay for play, what exactly, at least on the pay side or even the play side, uh, what was exchanged? Uh, we
4: do know. We do know the country and it's it's more than one. Um, but I can't reveal that at this time. We've We've got to work our process on the oversight committee. But this is something the American people deserve to know about. And I want to tell you, I am so grateful for the dedicated work of our staff on the Oversight Committee. I'm so grateful that Jamie Comer is the chairman of Oversight. And I'm also very grateful to Senator Chuck Grassley um, for working with this whistleblower and helping bring him forward to help us have this information. And I want to make something very um, public right now. This whistleblower fears for his life, is fearing for his life. So, I mean, I ask for prayers for this whistleblower, uh, prayers of protection um, for his life and and all of his family's life. This is a person that is risking everything to bring forward credible, real evidence. And we have we've seen it. We know it's real um, that Joe Biden has actually participated in pay to play schemes and and the charges are going to be very big, or at least they should be. And I want to go a step further as far as Hunter Biden. Uh, the American people deserve to know that on on the Oversight Committee now that it's under control of Republicans, we went in the Treasury Department and read the SARS. Those are suspicious activity reports that the Treasury Department has held for years. Th- these aren't new. They've had them for years. And all of Washington DC has participated in covering up the Biden crime family and all the corruption and how they have sold American. Of the American people out and American interest out, all in all, in the exchange for money. They've gotten rich doing this for a very long time. We have seen the evidence of human sex trafficking by Hunter Biden through his law firm. We have seen the evidence of money laundering through fake LLCs and shell companies. We are gathering the evidence and and what everyone needs to understand, this is a process we are going to work. But we are committed on the Oversight Committee to diligently following the process. And I am committed. I've been committed from the time I came into Congress, knowing what was on the Hunter Biden laptop, knowing the crimes that that the Biden family has committed, and the treachery and the treasonous uh, behavior of Joe Biden against the American people. I'm committed to impeaching Joe Biden. I will finish what I started on his inauguration day. That's a promise. It's not a threat. It's a promise. And I can promise you that we are developing, thank God, on the Oversight Committee. And thank you to Jamie Comer, our chairman, and other people that are working so hard. But we will be able to work as hard as possible and deliver this evidence for the American people. It doesn't matter how you vote. The American people deserve to see it.
2: I've got two questions, but I think they're sort of uh, two sides of the same coin. A, what are the next steps, right? What is the process? And more importantly, you know, I know you guys had a a real difficult time getting Treasury to cooperate with you to get access to these Mm -hmm. SARs. I don't know if it was harder to get those or access to auditing all these election machines. But when it comes to, you know, the FBI and the DOJ actually coordinating, cooperating with you guys, potentially turning over the document, like you said, they'll probably classify it. They probably already have before this show's over. Um, but have they stonewalled any of your efforts? What does the time frame look like if they do or don't cooperate? And what has your relationship been with them so far, at least in, in this matter?
4: Well, again, now, now don't forget, Republicans have been in the majority only since January. So we're just a few months into this, and and we have just subpoenaed Christopher Ray today. Now, if Christopher Ray is an honorable man, he's a director of the FBI and he owes the American people, he'll bring forward the evidence we're asking for that we know exists. He can't lie about it and he can't cover it up. We know it exists. Um, but as far as uh, you know cooperation, we've had decent cooperation. but this is this is something that we'll will develop over time as we continue on with our investigation and our committee hearings. Um, you know, the American people were going to ask for some patience because, remember, we don't control the Senate, we don't control the White House, which means we don't control the FBI, and we don't control the Department of Justice. Unfortunately, Joe Biden does, and that's where all of America is in danger. The very family and the, the, the corruption um, that exists and the man that we're investigating is the one in charge of the justice system in America, and that puts all of us in peril. Um, but, but we'll see how it turns out uh, as it continues. But this is breaking news today. Now, I also wanna add this. It's, it's just been released hours ago that the Department of Justice is claiming they may be close to charging Hunter Biden. Well, isn't it ironic that today of all days, and they've had this information for years, it is not new. They have had it for years and years and years that suddenly they're talking about charging Hunter Biden with um, tax, you know, tax charges, gun charges uh, based on what they've been investigating. I think that's a slap in the American people's face. And I want to say, you know, Jacob Chansley, the so-called QAnon shaman that they all attacked. Well, Jacob Chansley was was uh, charged. He was prosecuted. He served time and he's almost out of, of being uh, of his time that he was required to serve. Uh, before Hunter Biden was has ever been charged, and so the Department of Justice is going to bring forward the shiny object charges on Hunter Biden, probably to lock down evidence that we are we are working hard to gather up against Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and the rest of the family members, and it's not just Joe and Hunter and and Joe's brother Jim. We're talking nine to twelve Biden family members. So the American people deserve to see the truth, and and we really ask. Um, that they support us in our investigation that we're working very hard on.
2: Just got a few minutes left before we unfortunately have to let you go. And I'm sure you guys are in the early stages of the investigation, the subpoena. So if you can't answer it, no worries. But I'm sure the war room posse wants to know, obviously, a lot of the Biden uh, business dealings are often a, a family affair. Hunter Biden, obviously, the most notorious and infamous leader the ringleader, uh, but in terms of this specific instance, the one that has to do with the FD-1023, this whistleblower, do we know which family members were involved? Was it just Joe Biden? Uh, is there any other details about the situation that you can give us, at, at least as of now? Yeah, I can tell you
4: right now, this specific document that we're we're subpoenaing uh, FBI Director Chris Wray for is specifically linked to Joe Biden nobody else Joe Biden himself and it's based on his what he was doing he was taking money from foreign nationals in exchange for policy decisions based on the United States when he was vice president this is a, this is an extremely serious charge and we are specifically asking for information uh, linked to Joe Biden it's not Hunter Biden or anybody else this one's on Joe
2: Biden. For all the mainstream commentators that said, it's unfair, you're going after Hunter Biden. Well, we didn't miss the forest for the trees because we know all roads have always led to Joe Biden. MTG, thank you so, so, so much for joining us. If people want to stay up to date with you in this investigation, the subpoenas, where can they follow you? They can can follow me
4: on all my social media sites um, and we'll be releasing information as fast as we get it. I believe the American people deserve to know. Thank you so much.
2: Thank you for joining us, as always. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Well, that's some, uh, some breaking news right there that we know this whistleblower report has to do, A, directly with Joe Biden and has to do not just with one country. But multiple countries coming up against a break. But don't go anywhere because we have Ed Dowd and Todd Benzman talking all things border and all things bank. Got some nice alliteration there. Uh, but in the meantime, make sure you go to warroom.org to check out the newsroom section there. I just published a story talking about the World Health Organization's new pandemic initiative. Don't confuse it with the infamous pandemic treaty no this is one that they want to manage what they call infodemics if you spread too much misinformation disinformation rumors and conspiracy theories well do you know what they're rolling out and this is a direct quote social listening surveillance systems i'll say that one more time social listen listening surveillance systems It's not even orwellian i think it's orwellian and then some but it really shows you that these pandemics climate change whatever the public health emergency is of the day it's always been about control and suppressing your ability to say what you think and frankly suppressing people like you in the audience like rep mtg like myself because at the end of the day what do we know we know that we've always been right saying hunter biden's compromised by the chinese communist party the covid vaccines don't work covid 19 developed in the wuhan institute of virology it's a tough day because we're always right we'll be right back after the break with more predictions that we've been as you guessed always right on be right back
0: In my younger days, I was a naval officer on a destroyer. In fact, I was the A-gang officer in charge of all the engineering systems that were not main propulsion. And one of those was air purification. And I can tell you the standards of the United States Navy are second to none. If all home air purifiers are the same, why did the U.S. Department of Defense select EnviroCleanse to protect and purify? You also receive a free air quality monitor, plus fast, free shipping. That's $150 savings right there. That's ekpure.com, code Steve. ekpure.com, code Steve. Starting the new year, how will you prepare yourself, friends, and family? In the news, you're seeing constant government overreach, attacks on our communication and energy grid, worldwide conflicts, natural disasters, and the never-ending assault on our security and privacy and relying on your cell phone in these scenarios simply won't cut it that's why over the last year i've been partnering with satellite phone store to help you stay prepared and ensure your vital communications stay private. they're one of america's largest satellite companies with thousands of happy well-prepared customers for a limited time, Satellite Phone Store has a special promotional offer when you go to sat123.com slash Bannon. That is sat, S-A-T, 123.com slash Bannon. Get a bivvy stick or an marsat satellite phone included with an annual agreement. Remember, that's you get a bivvy stick or a MARSAT satellite phone included with an annual agreement. Now, Satellite Phone Store's customer support team is located in the United States of America and can help you pick the best plan for you. Go to sat.com right now. That's sat123.com slash Bannon. sat123.com slash Bannon. And get your device today. Don't put it off. Life can change in an instant. That is sat123.com slash Bannon. sat123.com slash Bannon. Get it today. Take action, action, action. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a small retail business, almost $80,000. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a manufacturing business, nearly two hundred and fifty grand, And COVIDtaxrelief.org just got a large distribution business, almost $900,000. If you run a business War Room Battleground with Stephen K.
1: Bannon.
2: Welcome back to the War Room. We're talking all things immigration now. The show really packs it in. We like to cover really every corner and, of course, go down to our southern border, our very porous Wallless southern border. At that, joining me is Todd Bensman to discuss a pretty bombshell. I know I use that word a lot. It probably dilutes the meaning, but I mean it to its fullest extent in this sentence because he put out a very interesting, about 14 minute video, which you guys should all watch after this show, showing how the, particularly Venezuelans are trying to enter the United States under false, fraudulent, and illegal pretenses, claiming that they're coming here for economic reasons, or they're seeking refuge from who knows what. But then in reality, they're just economic migrants and the whole, you know, mother and their children, that whole narrative. Well, that doesn't quite comport with reality. But as with immigration, it seems like everything is always a lie, uh, including comprehensive immigration reform. That's their favorite term to use. But joining us to break that all down is Todd. Benzman from the Center for Immigration Studies. Todd, if you could sort of walk us through this report that you've just put out about what's going on, particularly with Venezuelans down at the southern border.
5: Well, Venezuelans make up the, the most voluminous group these days. Uh, hundreds of thousands have crossed the border. Many hundreds of thousands are on their way. We're all familiar with these uh, scenes of just, you know, hundreds and hundreds of Venezuelans coming across right now. They are all going to get into the country on the pretext that they deserve humanitarian protection, that they deserve protection from political persecution back in Venezuela, where they have a a notorious kleptocracy, uh, a dictator who has ruined the economy. The problem is that very few of these Venezuelans are coming from Venezuela. They have been living in Colombia, Ecuador, and a half a dozen other countries for five, six, seven, eight years already. And chose only to come now, according to interviews with me over the last couple of years, because the border's open to them, Uh, we're letting them in. Uh, Many of them I have on record before any kind of immigration attorney can get to them, telling me that they love their lives in Ecuador and Colombia. They were prosperous. They were safe. Uh, They enjoyed a a big community of other Venezuelan expatriates, and they certainly were never persecuted. Uh, The only reason that they're pulling the trigger now on these journeys to claim humanitarian protection, which all of them are doing, is just because they're getting in now. And they want to have an economic upgrade, a quick, easy uh, why not go to America? They're letting us in. We might as well we might as well upgrade. Um, and I just wanted to point out that if you lie to a federal officer about where you're coming from and where you've been living and what, what you suffered, uh, that is a felony, a federal prosecutable felony with uh, up to five years in prison for each charge. Uh, But none of that's going to happen under this administration. Nobody is ever going to get charged. All those thousands of people that you see coming in were perfectly fine where they were living.
2: Sounds like a crime of opportunity aided and abetted by, of course, the far-left NGOs that I'm sure the Biden regime is going to do nothing. If not to crack down on, they'll probably funnel them some more uh, federal taxpayer funds at that. Um, but I'm just curious, you had another interesting story that you you've been working on, which has to do how the Texas governor uh, is actually going after Mexico, with trying to use some unique, interesting new points of leverage to maybe clamp down and, and and shut off this, you know, unending flow of illegal immigrants, no matter where they're from, Venezuela or otherwise.
5: Sure. Well, first of all, that last video is up at CIS.org. Uh, and so is this story too, um, about the Venezuelans in the Brownsville Matamoros crossing area in the very Southern tip of Texas, you will see thousands of Venezuelans, uh, pouring across and presenting themselves for processing under humanitarian, on humanitarian grounds, like I said before. Uh, but the, uh, Abbott administration for uh, the, the Republican governor of Texas, who's often under a lot of criticism for not doing more and more and doing being more aggressive about the illegal immigration that's in his, coming across his state, uh, has come up with a fairly interesting out-of-the-box tactic, which is to shut down commerce from Mexico. The big leverage... Uh, to be able to do that as a governor. And the way he's doing that is he's putting Texas DPS truck inspectors to inspect 100% of every truck coming out of Mexico for safety, which essentially shuts down commerce from the Matamoros area, the Tamaulipas, state of Tamaulipas, where a lot of this is happening. And the reason he's doing this is to be able to – leverage the Mexicans into shutting the immigration down on their side. Something that the Biden administration should be doing diplomatically. The Trump administration had no problem using economic leverage to force the Mexicans. He, he threatened them with trade tariffs uh, just a few years ago, 28% worth if they didn't shut it down. And they did. Uh, now a Texas governor is trying that uh, in, at one bridge where it's a really hot zone down there right now and we'll see what happens. Now, the Abbott administration did do this last year, about one year ago, and he forced four Mexican governors to come to the table and sign security arrangements uh, where they agreed to shut down some caravans that were coming up, break them up, uh, make sure that they don't get into Texas. Very hard to tell if that actually was successful. I can't tell you that 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 it was successful, But I do know that the Mexicans did mount tactical operations in all four of those states for some time.
2: Todd, one more time, if people want to watch the documentary, the short documentary that you put together uh, from this, if I'm not wrong, it's footage of you down at the border actually talking, you know, person to person, mano a mano with uh, people who are trying to enter the United States illegally, and they admit to lying about why they want to be here. Um, if people want to watch that, where can they find that again?
5: Right, at Center for Immigration Studies, cis.org. It's in the carousel and, and one of the uh, main uh, pieces at the top of the website. And yes, uh, most of that uh, footage, I uh, all of that footage I shot, uh, their interviews with Venezuelans, before any immigration attorneys can get at them and tell them what to say and what not to say. And I've been told from people who've watched this thing that it's just outrageous uh, because they're just acknowledging, yeah, we can come, they told us we could come, but I'm sure gonna miss Ecuador. Uh, I'm sure I'm gonna get in, they'll they'll fix it for me, I'll get under asylum, Uh, but I was never persecuted and I wasn't in any kind of danger. Uh, That's what we're talking about.
2: As Donald Trump said, they're not sending their best. I stand by that. Todd, if people want to stay up to date with you and what you're working on, where can they find you?
5: Uh, that's right. Um, I have a Twitter account, Bensman Todd. And I also have uh, Todd Bensman at Getter and uh, T Bensman at Truth Social. You can find me at all those places. And toddbensman.com. And one last thing is I did write the definitive book about this border crisis, it just came out called overrun how joe biden unleashed the greatest border crisis in u.s history uh i think that book is incredibly relevant right now especially as we go into uh, the next phase of this thing which is going to be catastrophic uh, in my opinion
2: thank you so much for joining us todd i think we should have uh ed dowd talking all things bank but more precisely bank collapse and if you guys saw the head one of the headlines on zero hedge today was that the banking collapse of 2023 is now officially bigger than the banking collapse of 2008 there's a very nice graphic that i saw on your twitter ed sort of mapping it out showing you the sheer magnitude of the crisis that we're facing right now if the studio has that graphic i'd love for them to put it up but if not all good. There we go. We have it. You guys are already better than Denver. No shade there. But Ed, if you sort of want to walk us through what's uh, what's what's going in layman's terms, I know you like to get into the details, but what exactly is going on with this whole bank debacle?
1: Yeah. So basically, in a nutshell, the Fed uh, removed us from a fourteen, essentially a fourteen-year zero interest rate environment to a five 500- hundred. Uh, basis point uh, rate hike in about 12 months. And so if you look at historically Fed rate hikes, it's the fastest, uh, sharpest increase in interest rates uh, on record, I believe. Uh, and so what that's done, obviously, is a lot of people have gotten used to this 14-year regime of free money and low interest rates, and it caught a lot of banks on the wrong side of, uh, of, of the ledger. And uh, concurrently, they're doing a, a, a reverse repo program where the Fed has essentially become um, uh, the money market, uh, account, uh, the, the money market uh, provider of funds. So they're, the money markets have been attracting deposits from investors because the deposits from the banks didn't r- rise fast enough. So there's been simply a disintermediation of the banks as deposits go to higher rates. The Fed is offering five percent. Uh, 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 on your money overnight with the Fed, and money market funds have access to this reverse repo window, and the Fed has become 40% of the money market uh, industry right now. So prior to uh, the, the interest rate hikes, the money market industry was at about $3 trillion, It's at $5 trillion. So money's just been moving to where it's supposed to go, to higher rates, because the banks couldn't raise their deposits fast enough because they were on the wrong side of the trade and here we are and we have one bank after another starting to fail it's you know creating a lack of confidence in the banking system so deposits move out faster and here we are and we had silicon valley bank uh, signature bank um now first republic and those three banks added together are asset-wise bigger than what happened in the great financial crisis already now the biggest complaint about that graphic that i got was it's not inflation adjusted, but hey, guys, it's it, it's 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 big. It's, this is big. And um, today we had uh, some interesting talk from Federal Reserve uh, Chairman Powell. He raised another twenty five basis points. He actually this is interesting. So it came out in the Fed minutes uh, like a month or two ago that um, the, the Fed uh, rate hike, uh, 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 was likely to cause a recession, a mild recession in the fall. And unfortunately, uh, Fed Chairman Powell doesn't agree with that staff assessment. The staff are the ones who came up with that assessment. He doesn't agree with it. And uh, essentially, he doesn't think we're gonna go into a recession. So that the bias is he's probably gonna keep us on pause or maybe even hike one more time. The other thing that's interesting is he mentioned the labor force. The labor force is uh, unfortunately tight. He thinks it's tight because we need to keep rates at this level to uh, loosen up the labor force. And um, uh, we, uh, at Finance Technologies, we believe the labor pool has shrunk due to vaccines. So the Fed is reading the numbers wrong. So here we, that, there we have it.
2: Well, that sort of brings me to my next question. If you if you zoom out, right, because I think a lot of people watched COVID-19 sort of through seems like we may have lost Ed. Well, hopefully we can get Ed back up again. But I was going to say, I think it goes back to what we saw happen with COVID-19, where The way things worked out, whether it was the gain-of-function research, creating a virus at the Wuhan Institute of Virology, and all of a sudden the Chinese Communist Party gets to weaponize this virus to create a pandemic that not only boosts China to really attempt and rather successfully to replace the United States as the leading global hegemon, uh, but also really, I think, reorient and recalculate how we view public health and especially pandemic prevention here in the United States all to benefit, really to the benefit of the elites, right? The World Economic Forum, the WEF, the WHO, the UN, really this concept of global government and global governance. And I think that might be, and that was what I wanted to ask Ed about. Hopefully we can get him back up soon. Um, but when it comes to fiscal policy, right? He walked you through what the Fed is doing. We're talking about these bank collapses. It almost seems like the world that they're being that we're being that we're living in, the policies that are being enacted, well seems like they're sort of precipitating these crises, and I know the World Economic Forum likes to use the term polycrisis, which is a little bit redundant, um, but I really think it, it harkens back to sort of the covid narrative, in other words, it seems like all these problems that are just popping out of, out of nowhere aren't just cropping up out of nowhere. It seems like the Biden regime is pushing policies to really exacerbate these problems in the first place. And it wasn't too long ago that the World Economic Forum had put up a blog post where they actually admitted that they were committed to, quote, accelerating uh, their 2030 agenda of the Great Reset and, and really the, the whole New World Order. Not, it's not a conspiracy when they say it themselves, but I think it goes back to really The fundamental question of the Biden regime, it comes down to, is it intentionality? Are these people purposely destroying the United States? Or is it incompetence? And frankly, as someone who did a lot of reporting into how the Biden regime was staffed, and all the way from the top, from the Joe Biden types, all the way down to, you know, the interns at the Department of Agriculture, there is so much Chinese Communist Party compromise in that regime that it can't be incompetence. It is 100%, with 100% certainty, malfeasance going on when you see the policies coming out of the Biden regime and they're intentionally trying to destroy this country to the benefit of the Chinese Communist Party and, of course, their brethren in the D- World Economic Forum, World Health Organization, United Nations, it's no secret, that Joe Biden is probably the biggest supporter and not just signatory of the WHO's pandemic treaty. I think we have Ed Dowd back. If we do, Ed, I think so. I always joke that it's either the Chinese Communist Party or Big Pharma, but with you, it's probably more likely Big Pharma, or may- maybe it's Powell himself. But uh only got you for a few minutes, but I was just talking about, you know, is it intentionality with these people, right? You're walking through Uh, at the same time, the bank crisis that we're we're having and experiencing right now, but simultaneously the policies that the Biden regime is pushing to sort of precipitate, if not really catalyze this crisis in the first place, deja vu with COVID-19, right, and the vaccines, but do you think that the Biden regime, not if they're purposely trying to enact this crisis, but are they culpable for this? Right, it seems like they benefit if they tank the United States economy because then China, you know, Hunter Biden's business partners and the Chinese Communist Party, well, they benefit from that. Can you sort of walk us through if you think it's intentional or if it's just incompetence?
1: So let me just finish what I was saying about the Fed. I don't know where I lost you, but Fed Chairman sure. Powell today, uh, when he was speaking, said that he didn't agree with the staff assessment. Fed staff assessment that we were going to go into a mild recession. So his bias is that there isn't a recession coming. So he's going to keep rates probably on pause to maybe slightly biased higher. Uh, and that's going to be a policy error. He's looking at the labor market. He mentioned that our vaccine damage reports suggests that the labor market pool has shrunk due to vaccines. So the signal there is wrong. Uh, and he should be easing. Now, uh, he's probably going to um, be very uh, flabbergasted when he sees what happens to the economy this fall. We're predicting a, a recession as bad as the SNL crisis. It, it hasn't gone systemic yet. If it does, we have problems. In the aftermarkets today, we have PacWest down 50 percent. Uh, that's a mere few hours after Jerome Powell speaks. Uh, we have uh, other banks dropping precipitously uh, as well. And uh, the market, the futures uh, market on the S&P 500 dropped in after hours as well. I, to your point, whether it's incompetence or intentional, I don't know, but let, let me just throw this out there. We have banks failing at an increasingly rapid rate. You know, First Republic within seven weeks of the uh, fix they put in, the bank term funding program. Now we have Pac West and we have uh, other banks dropping precipitously. We also have Title 42, which you talked about earlier, uh, where we get, could get uh, you know, uh, illegal aliens flooding the zone in unprecedented numbers. And we just uh, heard uh, reports of something going on in the Kremlin. So this could be a shock and awe uh, coincidence of events. Clearly, it could be driven by incompetence or it could be, you know, a plan. I'm not in the room, but it doesn't really matter. We have a situation where we could see all sorts of events popping off at the same time, one of which would be an acceleration of a bank failures and a stock market finally waking up to the fact the economy is going to implode. So. It could be an interesting summer, in my humble opinion.
2: Ed, thank you so much for joining us. And, of course, thank you for the wonderful work that you did on COVID-19 vaccines. So I use that term lightly. If people want to stay up to date with you and all of your work, where can they find you and what are you working on?
1: Uh, We're at Finance Technologies, uh, spelled PH instead of an F. All our uh, data on the vaccines is there. Uh, as you know, I wrote a book, Cause Unknown, The Epidemic Sun-Death in 21 and 22. Uh, I'm currently found on Twitter at Dowd Edward and on Getter at Edward Dowd. It's a D-O-W-D. This is the last name. Uh, we're working on raising capital for our hedge fund. We feel like we've done all the work on the vaccines and proven the case. We will continue to update the data and follow the trends. But as far as we're concerned, the matter's settled. It's been a, a poisoning of 5 billion people, in our humble opinion.
2: Thank you so much for joining us ed thank you warren posse for hanging with me for this last hour remember we broke some very important news in this show one that multiple countries were involved with joe biden's pay for play scheme and two forget hunter biden forget jim biden forget naomi biden forget Nat- natalie biden all roads lead directly to joe biden I'm sure mtg will join the show soon to give us the latest on what's going on there steve will be back tomorrow 10 a.m see you there
0: A lot of people complain about the state of our country or the way woke corporations treat us and their employees. But it's not enough to complain. We need to change the way the marketplace works. And that starts with you and where you actually spend your money. In less than a year, Public SQ has grown to be the largest platform of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses the world has ever seen. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop they took a stand against COVID mandates, or a bank That would never counsel you for your political views. Public SQ is your guide. Public Square connects freedom-loving Americans with the community and businesses they share their values. Here's the best part. It's absolutely free to join. Just go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com and download their app today. Simply create an account and begin your search. You can also list your business for free so your local community can support you. We can't always change the world, but we can change how and where you spend your hard earned dollars. Begin your search at Public Square today. That's publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Take action. Stop giving your money to people that hate you and your values. Go to publicsq.com. Veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications